It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. sons and daughters i'm john miller and this is locked on mizzou your destination for partisan missouri tigers football and basketball talk five days a week and thanks so much for listening and you can thank me for all this free content i keep giving you all by sharing with a loved one this holiday season but speaking of love there is absolutely no love lost between missouri and illinois come bragging rights time and coming up Obviously, we've got that game to preview. And you know what? I've also got a few things else to talk about, including a play, a very simple play that I believe Mizzou basketball should at least give a shot, see if that opens up the offense a little bit, give teams a different look. Also, some bits of Mizzou football football news, including, importantly, that Tyler Beatty does not seem to be transferring. But first, Blake Stark. What's going on, man? We got to talk bragging rights, don't we? Oh yeah, it's bragging rights eve. That's right, and you're you're going to be there tomorrow, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be the boots on the ground. Awesome. Well, perfect. We got to start getting you a press pass or something. You're <laughs> traveling we, all over the state to go to these games get, for us. Can we get I love credentialed? It. Can we get credentialed for? The, is this a legitimate journalistic outlet? It, I think it is. Why not? Yeah. What the heck? I think the people want us out there. But <laughs> anyway, you know, there's this is an interesting matchup. I'll say, I just watched a whole bunch of the Missouri, the uh, I'm sorry, the Michigan Illinois game where. The Illini beat the Wolverines in Champaign, and what really stood out to me was this is much more of a sort of old-school team, the Illini are, in that, well, they don't shoot very many three-pointers. In fact, California, out there in Berkeley, the only high-major team that shoots fewer three-pointers as a percentage of their shots than the Fighting Illini. Obviously, Missouri at times has struggled defensively against perimeter shooting big man, but, you know, the Illini... They've got your much more traditional bigs. You got to start with the freshman Kofi Coburn from Jamaica. In fact, big seven footer, two hundred ninety pounds, an absolute beast on the boards. Fourth in the entire country in offensive rebounding percentage. Forty fifth defensive rebounding percentage. So, don't you think that's an interesting matchup for Jeremiah Tillman? Because on one hand sort of a better matchup for him a more natural matchup two big guys banging into each other but on the other hand a guy in Kofi Coburn who also draws an incredible amount of fouls himself so what do you think is this do you you expect Tillman to come to the to rise to the occasion or do you expect him to get a couple quick ones as per usual I mean I can tell you what I hope happens (laughs) I mean I hope I hope he doesn't get saddled with ticky-tack fouls you'd like to think that Going up a guy against a guy that's much bigger than he is. I'm just wondering how he will respond physically if he's going to come back at, at obviously what his Kofi's style of play is very physical, extremely physical from what I can see. I just wonder how he's going to respond to that just emotionally, really. Well, I think the the closest comparison you can probably make is uh, the, the the big guy that played for UCF last year. The seven three guy, yeah, Taco, Taco Fall, Fall, yeah, right. And they came to Columbia, and we played them. And Tillman had his best game of the year. Good point. Tillman, Tillman definitely rose up in that occasion. He got Taco Fall in foul trouble. I think he went for twenty some twenty plus points and in double digit boards. So that was Tillman's best game matched up against an even bigger guy than he is. So I think I think maybe Tillman. A lot of times 
you know, he's got that reputation for getting fouls and, and being, you know, physical and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of times that's because he's going against smaller players. Sure. So he's he's more physical, and these guys get knocked off, you know, get knocked off their spot by him, and then he draws those offensive fouls. Um, I think maybe he he gets the benefit of the doubt a little bit when he's going against a guy that's bigger than him. I agree. So the the little bumps that would knock you know a smaller guy like a Parker Braun type big man off of Tillman and cause a foul, that's not going to do the same thing for Kofi Coburn. I want to I want to <laughs> know what person. Let's in, just <laughs> say uh, it's it's spelled not like Coburn. Uh, we might have to bleep it out if we pronounce it like it was spelled. Uh, Let's you know, put it at that what way. point did someone in the family decide we're just not going to pronounce those two letters in the middle of the word? Yeah, I think that's it's a maybe, hard consonant right there. You can't just ignore that. It might be a British thing. I don't know. You know, Jamaica being a colon, a former colony and all. I'm not sure, but anyway, <laughs> we'll leave that, about that. We'll leave that alone. I had but, to say something. About yeah, that. yeah. No, one thing that was interesting about Coburn, I, I like his game, and I'm with you as far as Tillman getting more of the benefit of the doubt going against somebody who's even bigger and possibly stronger than him. And, yeah, I just hope the refs let him play a little bit because I'd love to see those two big Macedons banging in, against each other all game, honestly. And one thing I did notice, Coburn also a really good shot blocker, but like a lot of young big guys, he has the tendency to want to go for that shot block and spike that thing into the fourth row, which he did a couple times quite effectively against Michigan. But I think if you're Drew Smith – especially if you're Xavier Pinson, what I'd be looking at is, okay, I can make this guy, I can draw this guy. If I get into the lane here and I see him coming my way, you can get those little dump-offs to Tillman for a dunk, I think. He's way too aggressive at times, and I think that's something that Missouri's guards can exploit. Yeah, and a, a crafty guy like Drew Smith, you, you get him off his feet and you can draw fouls that way. Yep, you know, absolutely. He, he wants to block everything, and, and Drew Smith, I think, is, is crafty enough to take advantage of that, hopefully. Um, I think I'm worried... I think you know I, I have confidence in Tillman matching up fairly well against against Coburn. Uh, <laughs> um, it's hard it's hard not to say it. Um, but I, I'm more that that big the big European four I think is a tough matchup. Yeah, for I'm going to take a shot at his name, Gorgie Bashadisvili. That works. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'll take we'll, it. We'll just go with Gorgie. How about that? Yeah. Um, he, I got. I think probably still see this Mitchell Smith starting lineup, you know, and I think it's been effective for us. Sure, so I like that. Um, but Mitchell Smith is so skinny; he really is. And yeah, he's so light. And this guy is just a big. I mean, he's a bruiser too. He's sure six nine two forty. I mean, he's he's got forty pounds on, right. on Mitchell Smith. And the thing about Bashadis Vili is, while he's taken he's taken ten threes and hit five of them great percentage he does most of his work down the block still I mean, kind of like got, Tillman being one for one <laughs> right exactly well yeah except you know Bashadis Vili's really got some nice footwork down the block he's got kind of a flat a full hook shot too like a sky hook not a jump hook but I mean he's, he's kind of fun to watch really just because he's an old school player but even had a nice dunk off the dribble from the perimeter in the Michigan game too so I don't know just kind of interesting to see more of the I don't know, the grit and grind sort of traditional four-man a little bit more, seeing two big guys try to figure out how to work together. I don't know. Actually, at one point, Coburn had a nice high-low pass, a really nice high-low pass into Bishadis Vili too. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of interested to see this game, just to see a little bit different of a style. But, you know what, we've got more about this game coming forward. But first, got to remind you guys, if you're on Spotify, you better use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On Podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and at Locked On Mizzou on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So we've talked about the Illinois big men there pretty good in that first segment. Let's talk about their perimeter players somewhat. And, well, the lead is obviously Clint Frazier, right? If you're a Missouri fan, you've watched this game the last couple years. You'll know his name because he's played quite well against Mizzou, particularly a couple years ago. Well, he's back for his junior year, and I'd say he's probably their best overall player offensively at this point and really one of the only guys who's willing to shoot a three for them because other than that, he likes to get in the paint a lot too, but then you've got Andres Feliz, Ao Dasumunu. Man, they've got some tough pronunciations on this team. They're yeah, really testing my tongue gonna, here. I thought Albert O was tough for us. My goodness. But you know what? He's a guy who was maybe thinking he was a one-and-done guy. Well, he's back this year. Seems like his shooting really needs to improve if he wants to improve his stock. But just overall, Illinois looks like a team that likes to just pound the ball in the paint, even with their guards, too. So don't you think defensively maybe this is a good matchup for Missouri the more I think about it? Because at times we've been guilty of overhelping. This is now striking me as a good game to overhelp in. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, You know, we've – in the games that we've gotten in trouble in and lost, we really got victimized by by overhelping and leaving outside shooters, and spe- particularly big guys. But this is the type of thing, if they're going to be taking the ball to the basket, and that, that lends itself to our defense. Our defense is good at, at getting in passing lanes and good at, you know, Drew Smith's got really quick hands, good at you know, stripping ball, ball carriers. So the more they try to work it inside and the more they stay compact on our end, I, I think that definitely helps us. Um, you know, and, and they're not you know not, not a particularly fast team, so they will be comfortable playing at the same pace that they're playing at. I think you know, again, I make this point all the time; it doesn't ever matter. But this seems like a good team that maybe you could run against a little bit with those guys being so big. You know, I can't imagine that a seven foot, two hundred ninety pound guy wants to run sure for thirty minutes. Yeah, and yeah, the, he's he, not the slowest guy in the world, but I agree. I mean, he's definitely more fleet of foot than Taco Fall, but certainly Tillman should be able to beat him in a race. I would think. Yeah, yeah, and you know, if we're gonna if we're going to have to be smaller and, and play faster, because you're going to, you know, if Mitch, after Mitchell Smith, I, I I can't see Parker Brown playing in this game. I just don't think he can. No, and he hasn't gotten in lately. Not either, physical so. enough to, to yeah. hang down there. I so agree. You're going to wind up with, you know, Kobe Brown in there. Some um, he should have he should have a speed advantage over Skeetish Veely or whatever his name was. I know that's not him, but <laughs> right. you know what I mean. Um, you know, and then you throwback know. to Nicholas Skeetish Veely <laughs> from back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I think that just playing fast, I think, could be an advantage. But like, back to your point, I do think a team that's focused on two-point baskets is a, is a team that's going to play into our defense pretty well. Yeah, and I just think not only are you able to sag into the lane, sag off the shooters a little more, but just on those pick-and-roll actions that, again, I've thought we've hedged a little bit too hard. Well, this is the game for a little bit harder of a hedge when you're trying to keep those guys out of the paint and you're not worried about those guards that I just mentioned other than maybe Frazier taking a lot of perimeter threes. So I think that's I think that's uh, something to look out for, for sure. And uh, you brought up Kobe Brown, by the way, and I guess this is as good a time as any. 
my magical play that I was teasing earlier is really not that magical. It's a pretty simple concept. I would like to see Missouri at least try this at some point. Try it in practice even. Try it in the game once or twice. How about a Kobe Brown, Jeremiah Tillman 4-5 pick and roll? Because here's the thing. One thing I've noticed with Kobe, pretty good ball handler, pretty good passer too. And Tillman obviously can set a mean screen when he actually keeps his feet set. But I just think that's an interesting... I, I always like a 4-5 pick and roll if I have a four-man who can actually do it, if I've got a Draymond Green type or something. And, and Kobe Brown, I don't think I think his skill set actually lends itself to that, and I'd just like to see that look. I really would. What do you think about that idea? I do like that. I, I think Kobe Brown is is that kind of player where you're going to get the most out of him if you allow him to, to, to dribble, attack the basket, and you know make decisions passing or shooting. Um, he's not a he's not a typical power forward that you're going to post down, you know play on the block so I think we need to find ways to to get him to to utilize those skills and I mean I, I like the idea of of Tillman doing that I, I get, always get nervous a bit Tillman setting screens um you think maybe that if he's setting screens for on a four instead of on a one that you're less likely to get stuck sure with, you know out in space yeah and on a you know on offensive foul there right. so I like him screening big guys probably better than I like him screening point guards yeah I think that's a good point and also just from the perspective of big guys doing things that they're not used to doing. Well, particularly like Bashadis Vili, he's not going to be used to defending pick-and-roll ball handlers. And, and most guys who play his position aren't going to be, despite the fact that I just made the point that a lot of them are perimeter guys these days. That particular thing, defending a pick-and-roll ball handler, that's just not a position those guys are going to be in very often. And frankly, I'll, I'll take my chances with Kobe and Tillman having more comfort than the defender being comfortable there. That's just my thought. But anyway, just something that maybe could open up the offense, give the defense a different look, and they might not know how to defend it. They might not be expecting it is something I was thinking. But again, like Kobe's passing, liked what he showed ball handling-wise on that one little coast-to-coast layup mm-hmm. he had, I believe, in the Southern Illinois game. So yeah, just something to think about there. But another thing to note about the fighting Illini, Blake, is... Boy, you think we have problems with turnovers. They're real bad at turnovers. So hopefully Missouri, again, getting out on the fast break. Hopefully that's something that we can do for sure. And you know what? Speaking of posting up, we mentioned, obviously we've talked about Tillman posting up a lot. One thing Conzo Martin said he would like to see in these final non-conference games, number one, he said more free throw attempts. Well, certainly I can agree with that. like to see us get in the lane more. But he also said he wants to see more guys not named Jeremiah Tillman posting up. And that kind of, yeah, you, you just cocked your head a little bit, and I had the same reaction. So I just thought, really, why do we need anybody else posting up? What, what was your thought on that? Who, I mean, who's going to do that? That's what I'm saying. Mitchell, How's that efficient Mitchell offense? Mitchell Smith, he, I could, couldn't see him doing anything. Kobe, maybe? Maybe like a fadeaway. Kobe, he might have, he might have some of those skills. Um I just thought that was a strange one to yeah, me. I, I, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like we I have. I can see Drew Smith proposing po- 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 a point guard, maybe, or yeah, if Javon Pickett gets a five foot ten guy on him occasionally. But even then, I, I just yeah, I don't know. I don't see Pickett as a back to the basket guy. He's he's most effective when he's sure. when he's cutting to the rim, and I hope he does that. I think he could be effective doing that. Drawn fouls in this game. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe Combs. I don't see practice. Sure, but of all the guys on our team, I I can't. 
Now, against zone looks or something like that or just for a changeup, I could see the high post, like Mitchell Smith at the high post, Kobe Brown at the high post, something like that. But I just thought that was a strange comment that he wants guys not named Tillman posting up. I just didn't really know what to make of that other than, huh. Well, I mean, if that was going to happen, you'd think we would have seen it against maybe SIU or against you know one of these smaller poorer teams that right. that comes here. I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna bust out a guy's first post up against you know Illinois who runs you know three guys that are six ten plus at you. I mean that's a that's a wall to to get over if you're 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 just gonna experiment with your with your post game. I don't know that that's the the forum for it. Right. Yeah. Just that was a strange one. I didn't quite understand yeah. that. But anyway. That's enough with Mizzou basketball. That's enough with Illinois. We'll we'll have your full recap tomorrow, about an hour after the game or so, I'd say. But moving forward, we've got more to talk about with Mizzou with Mizzou football, including a new offensive coordinator, which was somewhat of a surprise. But first, if you're looking for a last minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t shirts based on your team's great moments. And funny memes. Go to breakingtea.com slash locked on and then feel free to search the site for great t shirts and fun sports gifts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Well, it appears we have a new offensive coordinator, doesn't it, Blake? Chris Looper from TCU, which is kind of interesting for a couple reasons. Number one, we didn't really expect Coach Drinkwitz to hire an offensive coordinator, and also, well, he was on staff with Sean Robinson, and Sean Robinson, our quarterback for Mizzou, not a huge fan of the TCU staff. I don't know that it was Chris Looper specifically or anything, hopefully not, but interesting to know, didn't you think? Yeah, I was I was just kind of taken aback that I hadn't heard any rumblings about this, and it just sort of got announced yesterday that we were bringing this guy on as a offensive coordinator, and I remember, you know, one of my big takeaways and one of the things that I was most excited about, you know, drinks you know, inaugural speech or whatever. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? His Inter- pre- opening introductory, press conference. Yeah. <laughs> introductory sure. comments were that he was going to retain control of his offense and, and call his plays. Um, and this doesn't mean that he won't, I guess. Um, I, I imagine this guy will be in some sort of co-offensive coordinator role or, or something like that. But, um, yeah, I don't uh, – and it also has these weird shades of, like, Barry Odom – going down to TCU and getting their co-defensive coordinator and bringing him huh. up here and That's funny. scrapping his whole defense I didn't even and think about that. screwing everything up. So I, I, don't, I don't think it will come to that. I think Drink will still be in, in charge of his offense, but I was, certain, I was certainly surprised to see it. Um, what I've heard about this guy, though, is he's supposed to be a, a very good recruiter. He's supposed to have a lot of Texas ties. And like you said, he was on that Auburn staff, National right. Championship staff back yep. in the day. And Drink seems to be going back to that well quite a bit to, to bring assistants on that have – you know, SEC experience and, and winning in the SEC experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, he, he seems to be like a, a guy with connections and a guy that if he can help recruit, and that's, that's what we need, I think. Yeah, sure. No, that's totally true. I mean, the recruiting half of that is 
just as important as the on-field stuff for sure. And yeah, I would just say that it's interesting to note that we've got an entirely new offensive staff here. He's cleaned house on the offensive side of the ball, but quite a bit of continuity on the defensive side of the ball. Brick Haley coming back, Ryan Walters we discussed earlier, and also David Gibbs, the uh, defensive backs coach, also coming back, which I- I'm pretty pleased with all those moves, to be honest, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, the defense was not the problem this year. So I think you have a good defense. You have a lot coming back on that defense. Um, if you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just stick with what works. And that would have been, in my opinion, the right the right move for Odom when he when he took over. The, right. The defense was in a good place there. He should have left the defense as it was, focused on keeping that consistent and then revamping the part of the, the team that wasn't performing how you wanted to, which was the offense. Again, it's like similar team dynamic, you know, when – with the new coach coming in. Um, so yeah, I like that. I, I, I'm encouraged by it. And I think it's, I think it's the right move. Cool. Well, I, I tend to agree with you and you know what, before we get out of here, let's just circle back to basketball for one second. Unfortunately, no line out yet on the Missouri Illinois game that I've seen as we record this, we're less than 24 hours from the game. There's still not a line. I guess, I guess that's the perils of early Saturday basketball, but Ken Palm, They've usually been pretty in tune with the lines, and they have a, pro- a projection of Illinois winning by one point, 66 to 65. If it, if it does indeed end up being Illinois by, say, one point, maybe two, you have any feelings on that line one way or the other? On which way it'll go? Yeah. You know, I, I think this is a, I think this is a, a good matchup. It's going to be, I think, a, a tough fought game. Um, I, I could see it being one or a pick em type thing it's nice we we have a win going in this game with a win in the series that hasn't happened very often you know recently um i don't know that means anything for this game but right but some of these guys played in it last year and and won in the building and there were there were times where entire classes of tigers have played in this game and sure. not, not gotten a win and not had any success in that, right. in that environment so hopefully that you know that translates over um yeah and it, i think you know, I don't think they're going to run away from us. It doesn't seem like a game where, where they're going to run away from us. They're going to bury us early with a bunch of threes like we sure. saw you know, against Oklahoma or, yeah, that's true. or Butler. Um, so, yes, provided we come out and, and don't do one of those you know, 15, slow starts, 15 yeah, to 3 15 type to starts in the first three minutes and keep it close, I, I don't see any reason why we can't hang in this game and, and it could come down. I mean, we won the game pretty comfortably last year. Right. Yeah, um, and I honestly thought that was going to be more of a – I try not to overreact to – one result but I think I definitely did overreact to that result last year I thought you know this is a galvanizing win that this team really needed and you know it just didn't really play out that way we didn't play well particularly well after that the next couple weeks so you know partially a lot of that was injury and other things so I don't know a big win a big game for Missouri tomorrow certainly a big game for Illinois too but a bigger game for Missouri maybe that'll help us get over the hump I mean these guys should be playing like their tournament lives are on the line because essentially they are. I mean, not if they win this, they're automatically going to be on the happy side of the bubble or anything. But if they don't win this, man, they, they're really behind the eight ball then as far as the NCAA tournament goes. Yeah, you've got to take advantage to get any quality wins that you can after giving away that, you know, that, that one real bad one and then not showing particularly well against a couple of the opportunities you had with yep. Butler in Oklahoma. So. Um, Some missed they, opportunities for right. sure. They need, yeah. they need they need this one. This would be the, kind of the cherry on the non conference schedule to go with that Temple win. So, yeah, I mean, and you get, can't discount how important this is to some of the players too. You know, this is a this is a game 
a big game from when Mark Smith and, sure. and Jeremiah Very Tillman, true. again, having been committed to Illinois. Yep. Um, so they'll hear it from the Illinois fans, and, yeah. and they want to. Mark was even on campus for a year, so there you go. Yeah. All right, well, we'll be back tomorrow. But before we get out of here, can we can we yeah. can we mention it, please? So Jay Billis today with a Throwback Friday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah retweeted one of my. I, I think one of the less appreciated Tigers of all time because I, I like the guy. I wish he'd have stuck around. I think he could have solidified the the point guard position a little bit, which is eventually I think kind of Quinn's bugaboo. Sure. The 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 great late great Wesley Soaps. That's right, Wesley Stokes. So well, look, late he's, he's I mean, still alive. I meant Mizzou wise. <laughs> Mizzou wise. I just wanted to clarify. Right, there. right, I knew right. What you yeah, meant, no. but I was like, wait a second. He yeah, knows so, something I don't know. Good, good to see him in that. I wonder if he still has the fro because that thing was great. I loved watching just up down the court with the, you know. The, the hair switching with directions and yeah I, I i like that guy i love that team i love that era of, of mizzou basketball so agreed and you know i gotta be honest those those first uh mizzou nike uniforms he was wearing that not to go full project run play here but that definitely hit me in the nostalgic feels yeah. too i enjoyed that but well anyway good note to go out on there blake so yeah we'll see you to get, we'll see you all tomorrow with your bragging rights recap hopefully it'll be a nice win we can talk about while you're on the road bud So until next time, for Blake Stark, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.